This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You gonna play that dastardly intro? Ow! This movie's still fine. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Uh, thank you for that theme song, Christopher Brown. I think we could probably do with another at this point. How are you feeling about it? I what? could go. I could go yeah. another. I could always go another, Tim. You know me. I'm a yes man. I watched the trailer for Yes Man last night. How'd it go? Came out in 2008. That sounds about right. Mm. Wait, well, that was off the back of Flight of the Concord's success that Reese Darby got it, right? Yeah. So that means, Jesus. I know. Was Flight of the Concord's big. Must be 2006. A fucking cool decade ago. A hot decade. Wow, we. We've just watched We Are Your Friends for the 11th time, and um, Tim and I are still, we're firm friends, actually. I think while the watch wasn't good, it was good for... Um, I want this to be efficient. I'm kicking off right with getting sentimental with James Reed. Are you going to join me for the intro? Uh, you'll have to find out. Getting ooh, sentimental ooh, yeah. with James Reed. Mm, that's very nice. You were sort of like backing Vox rather than right up me, uh, <laughs> right was, up with me at I the was, front. I was kind Not of right like up me. That would be an entirely different I was kind of song. Like a um a sketch. Like in Kanye's first album, there were lots of sketches they put in it. Sure, sure. So I was like a sketch. Kanye's it was going to roll album. into a sketch after that song. Skit, you like old school hip hop, don't well, say I know that they're Kanye everywhere, like but that the was the first that. one that came into my head. What's the big? What's the one that uh, Chris Rock's got a lot of skits on? It's an old hip hop album. I don't know. Yeah. He's also he's also in uh, in one of the songs on my dark twisted beautiful fantasy on Kanye's album. Oh, there you go. Maybe that was an homage to the one that <laughs> I'm uh, thinking of. Your examples are weak because they don't exist. Yeah, 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 that's true. Well, I can't name them. It doesn't mean they don't exist. So here's what happened this week. <laughs> Crammed into that MacBook Pro box uh, that James Reed of the Feelers gives to Zicoli. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there's 13 episodes on you to get, for you to catch up on. Uh, and there's a, there is a collapsible, telescopic, and slightly put, put it yourself together as well, but a DIY samurai sword inside there. 
So it's basically got a couple parts, the handle and the telescopic blade. And what is, a, what is a telescopic blade? It's like a, it comes out like a telescope. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. That's how they managed to fit it in a MacBook Pro box. There are, that's not tradition for samurai swords. They're usually one piece. It, it, all swords, I would say. Yeah. Makes them stronger that way, I reckon. <laughs> if they're if in one, one bit. One bit of metal. Okay. So is this quite a cheap sort of sword? No, it's good. It's a bloody good. Is it like a, is it a high, it's a high-end collapsible samurai sword? Yeah. And it does is the there, job. Are there many competitors on the market? I've never seen one. I've never seen one. So it's only as high-end as the brand says it is. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about being a, a first market actor. You get to set your own value. You're just like, collapsible swords exist now. They're worth a million dollars. Everyone's like, okay. And then they <laughs> fucking buy one. James. How do you think iPods <laughs> managed to sell like hotcakes despite their huge markup? Because Steve Jobs was just like, hey, this thing's worth $300. And everyone was like, yeah, okay. But people wanted small, portable music players. Yeah, they there's not, not, There's not, a, yeah, but not <laughs> they that. They were out there. Not that point. No, there's no, like, the only competition I can think of for this collapsible samurai sword is a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> Something portable which and cutting. Which services a completely different set yeah, of needs. Different niche. A different niche for the Swiss Army knife. Actually, quite a niche. It's the Swiss Army. <laughs> and that's it. Collapsible samurai swords, I think, infinitely more helpful for other nationalities. Anyone, really. Can I, can you pass me what's left of my coffee in that cup, which I know is going to be cold, but I just want some of it. Yeah, sure thing, man. Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, this is interesting to me. I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting product. It's an interesting gift. Yeah. It but feels you, to me like you're getting kind of back into knives. You know how, yeah, quite possible, actually. We were musing, uh, ladies and gents, and the, when the movie was on, actually, I just threw out there as a thought. <laughs> I, I wonder what the knife's doing right now. And I don't mean the replacement new knife um, that I got in New York. What's that re- one doing? Uh, that's in my drawer, in my top drawer. Never I leave think. a knife in a drawer. Why? We should Have you be? not seen Toy Story? I've seen it's it. It's not where should it yeah, be. what am I it's, missing? It's where might the knife be. That knife is sentient as soon as you leave it alone. What? That's not the point of Toy Story. It's that the toys are. <laughs> the knife is a toy to you. Ah. Holy shit, do you reckon dildos come to life in the <laughs> Toy Story universe? Sex to all sex toys, like anal beads have got their own that cute is what little toy persona. Toy missing is a grizzled dildo character. Fuck, there would be, you know how people do porn parodies for movies? What if it was a comedy, but like the parody of Toy Story was just they're all sex toys? That'd be fucking awesome. That would be very, it's doing it in uh, yeah, a full animated movie porn comedy parody. Yeah. It's quite a big... Again, quite, like the Swiss yeah, Army yeah, Knife, quite a niche yeah. audience for it, but it would. Ex- I'd watch that. This sounds hilarious. What a concept. <laughs> Make it, Tim. Call the production company Flixar. So it's like Pixar, but for flicks, like the movies. Yeah. So people know what they're getting. That's good stuff. A flick based on a Pixar property. What would happen in the movie, though? That's the question. And would you call it Sex Toy Story, or could you think of like a better name than that? You can do better than Sex Toy Story. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things where the real, like, the good joke of the title is in the subtitle. So it's like Sex Toy Story, semicolon, uh, semicolon. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Gross. How about that? <laughs> Do you like it in movies when the movie says the title out loud? <laughs> oh, man. That is such a good question. No, nah, I don't think so, eh? I think it's... um. Whenever it happens, I, I always roll my eyes and say, oh, <laughs> bloody hell. You don't have to You're smash not... us in the, in the face with it. They've got a whole song in this one. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you love the song, but it's more. Yeah, I still do. But that's that's like they've named the movie after the song rather than come up with a movie title and then cram it into the script somewhere. Although that's not probably how it works either. They write the script first and then find a good line line of dialogue and go, oh yeah, we'll call it that. Yeah, what way around you do you think it goes? I reckon if it goes around the way you just said, so they yeah. write the film and they find a banging hot line of dialogue and name the movie after that. Yeah, that would be that would it would be so annoying because it would probably be your favorite bit of dialogue or whatever in the movie, yeah. and then you completely take all the power and like venom out of it by putting it right in front of the it. like by putting it right in front of the movie and being like this is the thing. And oh, then, so like you so, ruin your favorite scene? Yeah, like it yeah. takes the power out of the line because you'd yeah, be that, like everyone in the audience will do what you do and roll your <sighs> fucking eyes. Uh, I can't even think of a movie Dude Where's My Car They do it But <laughs> yes. it kind of works in that Because it's such a dumb comedy That it's like Yeah that's fine I assumed that that was dialogue Was what? that the, uh, I was talking about this movie yesterday When they try and get the French man To say the word honourable Honourable <laughs> What? Um, There's what a big movie is that? that? It's a Dude Where's My Car A French oh, right. man's trying to say the word He's trying to call himself An honourable man Classic stuff <laughs> And he can't pronounce From the word honourable your mate mine Ash Kutch Um and S W S, yeah, nailed it. And who? Sean William Scott. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Fucking, he's the dude. I wonder what, what what's he doing right now. Quite often, having a good time. Stifler was huge, man. <laughs> there was like probably Stifler backpacks and shit somewhere. Who's such a good, such such a good match between actor and character. Yeah, it's perfect. What was that movie he did with The Rock? I think. Oh, look, it was some movie where they had to go and get something from the place. But let's not talk about that. We're here to talk about We Are Your Friends. Uh, allegedly, we are. No, we are. We are. Yeah. Well, we watched it, so isn't that enough? I mean, well, because the knife conversation touched on when we watched the movie, there's mm. a fight between Jarhead and Johnny Depp, which until this week I hadn't really thought about because the fight, I know for a fact, every time it happens, I'm always like, well, there's no point in posturing, boys, because we all know Zicoli's going to rock it and break up this dumb fight. Yeah, with those big old guns of his. Yeah, but today when I was watching it, I was like, I wonder who would win the fight, and it would always be Jarhead. So you weren't wondering. Well, you were just thinking Jarhead would at definitely At first I kick. wondered. Then I was like, Jarhead would kick his ass. But then, and I said this to you, Johnny Depp, he looks like a knife guy. Yeah, he does. Like he looks like Jarhead is, would always fight with muscles because he's a big, like he's a big one beat idiot. Uh, but Johnny Depp's a he's a shady character. Yeah, but he's not the he's the kind of knife he's a knife guy in that he will carry a knife and get into knife fights, but he won't pull a knife out in a punchy match. I reckon he would. No, Johnny Depp is he is getting worse and worse with every week that passes. I like Johnny Depp less and less. It's like. You've, it's like no. I thought you were saying Jahid would pull the knife out. No, Jahid's all he's all bloody he's brawn all and, Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a okay. sneaky knife guy. Johnny. Oh, Johnny Depp's got the knife. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. Jahid would never carry a knife. Nah. Mm, he, he's just bullish and confident. He yeah, he can beat right. anyone into submission. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, sorry. I've 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 misspoken, and I want to apologize to you, and I want to apologize also to the listeners. What a good guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so you'd agree that jo- Johnny Depp would pull a knife? Johnny Depp will produce a blade from betwixt his skin layers. He's that kind of guy. He'll hide one in prison in somewhere. Hear about those guys who find like a fleshy bit of their body and just fucking jam a blade in there? I, I don't really hear about those guys. I don't really move in those circles, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Johnny Depp does, and I hear about it. How do you hear about it? I hear about it on the grapevine. You've been hanging out by the grapes again, Tim. I have told you to stay away from those grapes. Yeah, I know you did, but then None I have to let go from of hanging, my catchphrase. I'm having a vine of a time. 
It's not a good catchphrase. I don't know why you're so attached to it. Yeah, I don't either. But there's there's just something there's something about it. It rhymes. It's the thing about it. It doesn't make Does it, it good. Does it rhyme? Having a vine of a time. Now, well, it almost. It's rhymes. a rhyming shape. It feels yeah, like a rhyme. It feels like a rhyme. Smells like a rhyme. Then by Jove, it's probably it's got the it's tail a, of a it's rhyme. It's a close relative of a rhyme. It's a fox. <laughs> Curveball. What was your favourite bit of the movie, guy? My shining, four, my four shining light, so to speak. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, I really enjoyed when they assemble a song hastily in the middle of the movie. To yeah, to anyone who's joining on this episode, there's really no plot details. So um, have fun piecing but, this together in your. Well, don't worry about it. There's not that much of a yeah. plot. Uh, but burn, the, the, burn maximum, Joseph. Uh, they're making us. It's like it's roughly the middle of the movie when everything's on track from to reach his goal. They're making a song. Uh, Somali is doing vocals, doing a pretty piss poor job singing the stupid line. Uh, Synchronicity is electricity, and her fucking dopey ass boyfriend James Even the Feelers is banging out the most boring, <laughs> like limp drum fill I've ever. Like pretty much. He's got a dead arm and it drops onto a snare and then he just rolls it across the other drums while he's trying to get it back onto his fucking lap. Uh, but in that scene, in spite of how terrible the song is coming out, there's a shot of Zicoli in, his, uh, in the Jar family's apartment or like sleep out where he lives with his headphones on. He's doing like this really upbeat kind of dance with his, where his arms are quite buoyant, like his elbows are at shoulder level and his it's arms like are kind birdie, of bouncing. It's like a birdie yeah, dance. But, but he's not dancing like a bird. It's like a freestyle. No, it's just the, yeah. you, put, you, you put your arms out like a rooster. So they go, so you, you put your fists kind of under your chin. He's got open so hands. So you've got, um, yeah, yeah, but just position wise. Yeah, yeah. So that it kind of, your elbow, it, your arms make a two V's. Like and you then you, you, you go from the waist and you go up to the shoulders with yeah. those elbows. And it's just a one of those. And then you throw one of the elbows forward and the other arm back. That's how you Zicoli does. Sort of like a freestyle um, flapping movement. It's, I mean, you, it's you, really you, strutty. It's like a chicken strut. You sound like Rex Banner. Makes me laugh. <laughs> well, you know what laughter sounds like. Who's Rex Banner? Uh, he's called into town to stop the Bear Baron in Springfield. Oh, <laughs> whoa, deep cut. Deep, deep cut. Oh, yeah, I was going to say before, actually, that um, Simpsons do the best skit or joke that I've seen to do with that saying the movie title out loud. You know where they're, uh, they're ripping off Alive? They turn on TV about the football team from, ooh, I can't remember which European country, and it smashes into a mountain. Some of them survive. Oh, they survive yeah, yeah, by yeah. eating the other... Yeah. And it was based on a true story. It happened. Um, <laughs> oh, is it something like that? It just is the it's like ending. He's like, um, and it's thanks to him that I'm alive. <laughs> something like that. And then someone off mic just goes, pass the cool pilot. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Not a big payoff where I took us folks, but there won't nah. always be. And that's that's the beauty if of If you strip back Tim's improv. If you strip back Tim's you're improving a mem- <laughs> memorized Simpsons yeah, joke. Yeah. If you strip back Tim's piss poor delivery and just think about the joke in itself as a part of the Simpsons. Yeah, please evaporate me from funny. your mind. Just get rid of me. Take to me and the memory of me butchering that. Simpsons reference, uh, like a samurai sword with telescopic properties would cut through a birthday cake. Which is to say, not as well as a regular samurai sword <laughs> or kitchen knife. Nah, I reckon this, this collapsible one that uh, um, that James Reed from The Feelers has got Zicoli is actually of very high quality. 
I think like anything, you yeah, can get you, a shit quality telescopic. No, but you you said yourself that there's only one real, there's only one brand in the market. So yeah. there's no knowing if it's of high quality or low quality. It's like well, no, because you definitely will compare it to a single sheet of metal <laughs> sword as well. Yeah, that's what I reckon. It's getting to. absolutely panned in the samurai magazines. Do you on the forums? Not good reviews? Oh, not at all. Oh no. There's a lot of people saying, why on earth? Why did you do would it? you create this product which services no, Cause it makes no demand? Way, it makes them easy to travel with. Have you ever tried to travel with a sword? <laughs> it is difficult. <laughs> Everyone is very sensitive about it. Yeah, I used to I used to travel with a cutlass. Did you? Yeah. A cutlass, the um, like uh, <laughs> tool of orienteering and uh, cart- cartography or a, the a, sword thing? A compass or a cutlass? Is that what you're asking me? Oh, you said cutlass. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I like the idea of them being combined, though. A cut, a you, cut, could put, you could put one of those ones that you get in SUVs. A cutpiss. You know those compasses yeah. that float in water? That's they a were, ball. Yeah. Put them on the um, handle of the sword on the bottom. Now you're talking. But then when you tried to figure out where north was, you probably cut well, your toes off. I tell you what, to answer your question, that would make travelling with a sword a heck of a lot easier. Because you'd always know where you were. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been travelling and thought, where is my compass? It would be infinitely <laughs> helpful in this situation. It's amazing. Maps are crazy. Yep. Can you believe that people used to have to open out a map and like chart where they're going? I remember, you, you will remember it too. And no one <laughs> after our generation will remember that. Like being in a road trip and having these fucking unwieldy... A fucking negative four just wall posters of like the North Island of New Zealand. Be like, well, we're gonna get to Thai Happy. It's not even that fucking hard in New Zealand. Like, we don't need maps, really. It's pretty adequately signed in most places. People don't know what it's like to get lost anymore, you know? It's like, oh yeah, fucking Google Maps got us lost. Yeah. What, you got delayed by five minutes going around a different block? Try driving five hours in the wrong direction and not figuring it out until you hit a dead end. It's like a a, a way smaller version of what happens in Wally, where um, they're all on that like paradise cruise spacecraft that's just circling around in space because Earth is all fucked up. And as a result, because all the human beings on board have gotten pampered by the robots, they've just turned into these big, fat, boneless kind of slugs. Really? So, have you not seen Wally? No, that sounds I, awesome. I reckon you'd like it. I saw it at the theater, like on the big screen when it came out, and I was like, I almost cried a couple of times. That fucking that movie got me very well done. And then it was on TV a couple of weeks ago here, and I was just flipping through, and I was like, oh, Wally, fuck yeah, awesome. Watch the whole thing. That does sound awesome. Anyway. With this whole uh, Google Maps conversation, I feel like we are becoming victims of that because if, if you think about some of the basic skills that they had back in the day, which we've just completely jettisoned, yeah, people would at least be able, like your average person traveling around should be able to kind of interpret how to read a map. But I reckon that's fucking going now, eh? We'll all get programmed with them. We sound like our parents <laughs> back it's- in my day. Yeah, I guess so, but it's it's, it's so like, funny because also but it's reliant on someone else in no, a way that I don't think it used to be. It's like funny if Google because Maps the, fucks out, you fuck. That's why it's funny because what you're complaining about, what you're angry about, not existing anymore, is a worse version of what currently exists. Like back in my day, we used to get lost properly. Yeah, I know. Like that sounds fucking terrible, Granddad. But the trade-off is we had 
like a tiny bit more knowledge than <laughs> yeah, you did yeah. about which is now that. worthless which is why I'm so fucking pissed off because I knew I wasn't going to need it I wouldn't have learned it that's that's the thing about um, us getting separated from food uh, prep- like production though you know that we just go down to the supermarket and everything's just there it's made things real fucking weird I reckon <laughs> Because now, if they, if they, people say that uh, like most societies are only something like four meals away from a full blown riot, like just society breaking down. If you can interrupt people's food supply, food supply, like apparently just fucking countries fall apart. Like it's so dependent on everyone being able to because everyone gets used to whatever fit. level of yeah nutrients they're getting, and then they do they freak out. Sociologists, well, it's not necessarily like nutrients. It's just that that drive in your brain that's like. Got to gather resources, protect the family, further my genetic line, and it's it's so few. It's such a small amount of time yeah. of knowing that you don't have easy access to food. That apparently, like sociologists reckon, it's about four meals or something. And I think they've uh, like come up with that time frame based on countries where it's happened. They've gone through things like hyperinflation, which is like everything fucking is gone real quick one day, and then just whole society collapses and i don't know how to make my own food <laughs> i don't think i could grow potatoes properly yeah i wouldn't know how to do a lot either i'd it's, start eating uh leaves probably someone someone told me and i can't remember who it was but i trusted them i remember trusting them at the time they said that potatoes have like pretty much all the nutrients you need to live off really yeah like it wouldn't be a why is everyone slagging off potatoes all the time then because because carbs God, no one can make their mind up about what you mean to eat. I know. We are so far off topic. It is madness. Yeah, it's fine. We've earned this, for Christ's sake. <laughs> this was watch number 14 of, uh, of Memory Service. 11, you fucking Oh, idiot. was it? Yeah. Oh, I keep You're slipping getting... into what number of uh, the friend zone we're at. Dang, really? It was only 11? Oh, man, that fucking sucks. I hate this movie, eh? No, I came into it hating it today. You got called out this week by a, a publication for calling it the Citizen Kane of our generation. I told you once, I'll tell you a million times, it was the ramblings of an insane <laughs> man. He wasn't to be trusted. Have you said your shining light? Uh, no, I haven't. But it is where they get in the fist fight, old Zicoli and James Reed of the Fearless. Oh, yeah. And uh, James Reed is like, he punches him. He punches the Coley once, gives him a right good clocking on the jaw, and he says, "Did you fuck her?" And then Coley says, "What?" Oh no, he's more innocent. Sorry, he's like, "What?" Like that. And so James Reed clocks him again, and then he goes, "Did you fuck her?" And then Coley <laughs> just kind of raises his eyebrows like a cheeky little devil. <laughs> like I love that, even in the moment of someone getting the shit beaten out of them, of just like their ability to exert a bit of cheekiness over the other person. He, yeah. There's something about being able to take a punch and like smile at the other person that's a very powerful thing. Oh, yeah. As soon as they know that they're not inflicting pain, like presumably. Yeah. As soon as you're trying to beat someone up and you realize that you're not inflicting any mental or physical pain on them, then it completely removes... Taking all their power away. Takes everything away. But if the other person's physically bleeding like Zicoli was, it's funnier because it's like, you're definitely just fucking like, you are hurt. You are visibly hurt. (laughs) And I like your gumption that you won't <laughs> let me have it. You know, you won't let me claim that. Yeah. Uh, the Zicoli's character this week was more questionable, I thought. Uh, I thought you were going to use stronger terminology. I thought you were going to say deplorable. Uh, there were certainly aspects 
uh, which I think I was very. I've been. I have previously been more forgiving with than I was this week. You got exceptionally upset by his treatment of Tanya Ramirez, as well any human being with a beating heart should. Do you want to just briefly explain the situation? Tanya Ramirez has been dropped in the deep end by Gold Star Realty Solutions. Uh, they've really, you know. They've taken from her hand over fist, and she's. Uh, what they were supposed to do is stop the bank being able to foreclose on her house. That's yes. what they present themselves as doing as a business. And we what, talk to the banks. Yeah, that's what Paige says. That's exactly what Paige says. Fucking mouthful of concrete, dick full of diamonds. <laughs> and so, Tanya Romero, who's in the middle of realizing that uh, Gold Star Realty Solutions aren't actually a solution oh, at all. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> Every time you say you say Gold Star Realty Solutions, now you have to use their slogan, which is mouthful of concrete, dick full of diamonds. Very well. It's too good to pass that. Uh, yeah, so she's realised that maybe the good folks at Gold Star Realty Solutions, mouthful of concrete, dick full of diamonds, aren't providing the solutions they promised. So she calls them up, and this is just after zakola has been at the music festival and fucked so many. And Tony Romero calls up, and she's like, uh, hello, Cole? Is this Cole? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, uh, so, I can't remember her line specifically, but... Can you do something for me, Cole? Yeah, can you do something for me? Trouble is clearly a brewing uh, at Casa Romero. At least to say you've got those bloody raccoons <laughs> coming in to take over the neighbourhood. Fucking A. Or was it badges? I, I honestly can't remember. This is such a hazy memory of what we were talking about then. Anyway, the point of it is uh, Cole's like, gets a text from James Reed from the Feelers which says, come over, big fight. And he's like, fuck. You he's, see that in a screen yeah, grab. He's like, this. fuck, he's found out that I slept with Somali. It's all going on. They're having a fight. I have to go around. I'm obviously a part of this now. I've fucked my way into their relationship. And by God, I'm going to fuck my way out of it. Uh, and pretty much just completely forgets it at work, mm. takes the headset off, mm. leaves. Yeah. Tanya Romero, high I, and dry, I, I just, all I, at sea. I just do have to point out, that bit isn't explicitly in the film where he takes his headset off, but it's it, you're hearing Tanya in an hour of need, you see the text message come up, you see his face, and then just cut to, and he's walking but, into the and house. And you also... There's all the a, pieces are there. There's though. a shot of, I think, maybe not his desk empty at the office, but there's an off-mic Tanya Romero going, Cole, are you there? Oh, that's just in his headphones. He's still got them Has on. Has he still got them but on? he's reading the text uh, message, yeah. But to it, not even have the professionalism to say, like, obviously he's up to his eyeballs and whatever he's dealing with. But, look, don't read your texts when you're, well, for when start, you're on the phones. You know? Yeah. When you're logged in for the day, you, know, you, you take a break if you're going to be texting. You've got to be focused up. That's not how I got to where I am as manager of this call centre, starting as the janitor, <laughs> working my way through every role on the way up. And you, know, you slovenly work is not a hallmark of my career. It's not good for your KPIs either, is it? Terrible for everyone's KPIs. I've got to answer to the boss. You guys have got to answer to your team leaders. Team leaders have got to answer to me. Everyone's answering everyone. There's no questions being asked. It's just a lot of numbers being thrown at you. Average call time, nine minutes. Why is that, Cole? Because you fucking, you just bailed on Tanya Ramiro. You didn't hang up the phone. It blew out your average call time. You fucked now. You thought you're going to get that pay rise? It's not happening. It's just so selfish. Have you ever worked at a call centre? No, you have. I've worked in tons, <laughs> maybe half a dozen. The shortest one was for one afternoon in Sydney. Have I told this? I think I have told this story. Perhaps 
sell it again. I don't remember it. Uh, this is this is when I moved to Sydney because a mate of mine was uh, chasing a girl, and he was like, "Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Yes, I definitely <laughs> want to see how this turns out." So we moved to Sydney, um, <laughs> and. I was working, I was temping, I was with a temp agency and I worked for an insurance company and uh, it was funny because they just dealt with automotive stuff and they seemed to specialize in the um, bus operator for Sydney, like the, you know, the city council fucking whatever. Um, And so on day one, somehow in the afternoon, like started in the morning, had a short uh, induction. By the afternoon, they were giving me files, and I had to determine who was at fault. <laughs> you have told me this. I don't have a fucking driver's license at all. Was this just before I'm, Christmas or something yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah, this was like days before Christmas. Um, fuck, it was incredible. And I was like flipping coins in the office to determine who was at fault. That's madness. And that, well, I shouldn't have been put in that position, to be honest. God. That actually, to be fair, that wasn't a call center, but um, it was one of the jobs. You're a man of many jobs, Tim. Too many. Too many. Too many jobs. Anything else jump out at you during the movie this week? Oh, look, a lot of things. Were there truly a lot of things you noticed? Yeah, like my hatred of it right up yeah, top. it's coming through normally, real thick on this one. Normally, I can sort of give it a, it's like, all right. And it feels like I think we may have recorded the last episode quite close to the one just prior to it. So it feels like there's been a long time between drinks, um, which normally would be a good thing. It'd be like, oh, haven't seen this in a while. We'll bloody flick this little number on, see how she goes. But this week, it's like, oh, fuck. No way, man. Does this it, again? Do you think if you, if, if you could accelerate through watching the movie? Yeah. So if someone came up to you and said... You can do it in whatever number of remaining weeks, 41 weeks, or you can do it in 41 days. Yeah. What would you choose? What? Do I have to watch it one a d- Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Which would be more merciful to you? Oh, man. Um, Quite possibly the way we're doing it, once a week. Like, yeah, speeding that up any more than one a week would actually be a fucking massive pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, it would be hugely, it would be impo- like logistically impossible. Because even, so going to the max, I think the maximum any reasonable person could pull off is one a day. I think if you're doing more than that, like, in succession, it's madness. You can shut yourself a, in a room with it on, that's a whole 40 on repeat. Day. Oh, well, let's, should we do some math? How now, long's the movie? Uh, one hour and 40 minutes. How many do we have left? 41. Uh, I, I pressed a button. Sorry about that. You've missed about five seconds, everybody. So we're doing math. <laughs> they were on. a good five, too. <laughs> Gutted. Oh, I feel bad for that. What's the duration? An hour forty-one. Uh, forty-one. So is that that's one hundred one minutes times forty-one watches equals forty-one forty-one in total divided by sixty. Oh, I think I t- I've done something wrong. I think I might have times it by sixty. Four one. While you do the maths, if you want to internalize that. It's 69. <laughs> 69 hours. Oh, that is so good. 69 hours of fuckboys to go. It's kind of perfect in a way. Yeah, it is. How sweet. I'm really glad that we, <laughs> we went to the trouble of figuring that That's out. That's right. Well, I was going to say, just on the on the notion of uh, repetition. Yes, bro. I went out for a, me- a lovely meal uh, with my girlfriend last week. 
Um, All right. And, no, well, it, was, it. it was for her birthday. But the first thing, that, the first thing that happened was in the restaurant, Shania Twain, um, looks like we made it, was playing or whatever. Like, I'm glad we took the long way. Look at how we get there someday. They say, I'll be. And we walked in and we just look at something now. We're still together. You're still the one. Going strong. You're still the one. You're still the one that I turn to. I run to. She first runs to them. Okay. How can you turn to someone if you're not next to them? What I'm trying to tell you is we walked in and the song was playing. And uh, we both turned to each other and said, it's a, it was like, you know, quite a weird, it's a weird choice of song. For- Fuck yeah. Actually, can you paint a little bit more of a picture on this? What it's kind quite of establishment a, It's quite a in? nice establishment. Is it like kind of cool? Like, yeah, it's kind of cool. What are they up to then? Well, this, Shania It was Twain. almost like they were ironically playing Shania Twain. Aren't we all dickheads, guys? I know. So we Aren't we that, all dickheads? We s- we're getting some bands and some musicians and some artists that people legitimately like, and we're using it as toilet paper to feel good about ourselves, and our high Highbrow existential fucking creation. Fucking some people like Shania Twain. That's fine. You, you haven't let me finish the story. Can't. No, I was, I was going to let you. <laughs> so we sit down and the song finishes playing, and then we're talking. I can't remember what about. And then like some a little bit time later, a few minutes later, the uh, waiter arrives, and uh, we order some drinks, and yeah. the waiter goes away, and then. The so- we're like it's Shania Twain still playing, right? Same song. Well, I was like, is this the same song? And so was like, ah, oh, no, I'm not sure, but it's definitely still Shania Twain, and it was the same song. We would have been in this place for like eight minutes, maybe nine, ten minutes now. Oh, comes back with the drinks, <laughs> it's a red flag. takes the food order. The song is still playing by the time our fucking starter got out. Like, okay, so this is like twenty minutes, but it took us that long because we keep coming in and out of having a, like a different conversation. So yeah. it's like it was kind of lucid, and then after twenty minutes, it was like, holy shit, they're honestly playing this one song. No one else in the restaurant had noticed. It was insane. Oh my god! And then they obviously. I know we've talked about Truman Show before, but that's some like fucking psychological. Sh- if that happened to me, I'd be like, someone is fucking with me on a very grand scale. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that, but yeah, it was it was madness. And then just as we realised we we're going to say something, yeah, it changed. Fucking bullshit! You Seriously. did not nah, reckon this was a hallucination, a small but still mass because there was more than one of you auditory hallucination in the restaurant. There's no way that other people wouldn't notice Shania Twain on for 20 minutes. There's no like, way. i got to say, to the credit of the other diners, it looked like they were all very wrapped up in their conversation. Let me ask you this, though. Was the next song that came on a different Shania Twain song? No. I think that they real- bloody good gag. I think they'd realised they'd probably gotten away with one. Actually, that's very similar to John Mulaney's yeah. bit, eh? That's, that, hey, the- that's a good special, everyone, too. You should watch that. New in but town. John Mulaney. Exact- quick shout out. That's not on New in town. It's on- yeah, it is. No, it's not. Isn't it? That no. jukebox story. No. Oh. But the, it's the inverse of that joke. Because in that yeah. joke, they do it to the customers, but in the other one, it's, <laughs> or they do it to the workers. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Good Lord. We're going so, down all sorts of... Yeah, but listen, to hold on to this uh, this vine, this theme, and swing it into a slightly different realm, music is what we're talking about. And I did say that I think I feel uh, tricked by this movie because I'm definitely partial to a, a bit of electronic music. Always have been. No one's arguing with you there, mate. Uh, <laughs> Not going to fight you. <laughs> a weird thing to get real <laughs> blokey about, eh? 
Fucking no, no one's going to challenge you on your EDM credentials, mate. <laughs> oh, look, all the, me and all the, the fellas, we know you fucking love it. We were always talking about it when we are doing the- like, Oh, there, the Timbo. Sh- when we are gagging for it. Shearing the cows and milking the sheep. Um, we live in a pretty weird farm. If this movie- You ever had... sheared a cow before? <laughs> it's never happened. I've never done it. Can't What's recommend it. There's not enough wool. It's a mess. I'll bet. Would you need to use- The shears that they use, Kind of, it's like a number four haircut, right? To to translate it into human. Yeah, I'd say a number four. Terms. So, like, God, what's a cow going to give you on that? You'd need a um, not a lot of purchase. You'd need a, a lot, you know what a you'd lot need. of fussing and fighting, a lot of moving around. <laughs> Do you know what you would need to pull it off? A telescopic samurai sword <laughs> that, that you'd be able to shave right down to like a quarter of an inch of fuzz left on that bovine friend. My main concern with this sword is is the like the actual parts. How many parts is it? Ah, uh, look. Okay, let's think about this. If it can fit into a MacBook Pro box, what would they be in centimeters? Probably in length. Probably twenty centimeters. No, like no twenty-five centimeters. No, 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 no. Like fifty. Long ways, I reckon. 50 centimetres is pretty fucking long, bro. Get out the measuring tape. It's just behind you, weirdly. <laughs> 50 centimetres. Yeah, you think about a MacBook box. It's not that long. It's not that far off. Okay, call it 40. Can you give that in uh, feet and inches or just inches for our American friends? Is it on there? No, you don't believe... This, this is... Uh, a very metric tape measure refuses yeah, to it is fucking flipping the bird to <laughs> yeah. our imperial brothers yeah, and sisters. Right. Go fuck yourselves. What is an inch, you weirdo? This system is just plain better. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not going to pander to you and put it on the measuring tape. Go fuck yourself. This is New Zealand. In New Zealand, you measure in New Zealand measurements. We do things decimically. I don't know what the adjective for that would be. Um, the point was, so what are we looking at? About 40. We'll call it 40 centimeters. Uh, what's your average so, samurai sword blade length? I'm going to call that <laughs> 1.2 meters. So, three sections. Just throwing stuff out there. Three sections. Three Bust sections. Out the tape and just again. The, okay. 1.2 meters. Let's have a look at that blade length. That's big. So, this is in, in addition to the 40 centimeter handle. Yeah. So I didn't say po- how long the handle would be, but yeah, that sounds about right. Where's 1.2 meters? Yeah, where no one else can. Yeah, no, I know, I know. This is for me. It's a pretty big samurai sword, but it's massive. Plus the handle. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, samurai swords are so. Um, they're not that big. But they're so light. I'm saying they're not typically that big, but they're so lightweight. Oh wait, no, they're not. They're heavy. Oh, I'm thinking of the ninja one. Is I'm your one like? Uh, what am I thinking of? A katana. Dang. Is your is your. Uh, well, I guess it has to be hollow, sword. so yeah, it would be a lot hollower than What normal. kind of metal are you using? Um, I, don't, well, I think you use iron, usually, for a sword. Can you make a collapsible iron sword? Yeah, you can make anything. Like, the collapsible bit's got nothing to do with the materials. It's the design. It sounds like a good bit of design. And It'd you be like, you, you know can... when you see, okay, you know when you see those toy lightsabers that, like, flick out? It's that. It's just that. It's that exact kind of engineering. It's not going to be very good for shearing a cow at all. Why not? It's uneven. Yeah, You'd be I was thinking bits about of flesh that. I was trying where to figure the sword out. separates. Well, oh, no. See, I reckon there's a way to do it. The sword wouldn't have. Fuck. This is a hard thing to explain out loud, but I can see in my head. <laughs> That's the, what the conversation is, man. The, yeah, but it's like I could draw a picture of it way easier. I reckon you could make a blade that sort of looks like a cheese knife blade. 
um, where it's got like it kind of is built with an air pocket. Anyway, the 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 collapsible samurai sword could have a bit where it doesn't have jagged edges, but there's one bit where it kind of has to balloon out at the end where each section joins on to the next bit. To soften, but it could it. do it smoothly. Yeah, because otherwise you'd have like jagged edges like you do on those um, yeah. collapsible. This was one of my main concerns with the the, the product. I was trying to think if it would even be possible. I think the main problem you're going to have with the telescopic samurai sword <laughs> is the strength of the thing. Because it's got a lot of weak yeah. points in it, you know. Every join is a weak point. <laughs> Luckily, that's the collie's problem, not ours. Yeah. You were saying, though, electronic yeah. dance music, you like it. I was backing you up like a mate, like a true Kiwi mate. Yeah, I was just saying if um, this movie had a different soundtrack, it, like, it wouldn't have held me... It wouldn't have any esteem it wouldn't whatsoever. Have conned you for as long. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel conned? I do feel conned. Yeah, I do, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel tricked, bamboozled, bewitched, mm. swazzled. That's not a real one. I made that one up. Bamboozled. That's a real one. That's a real word. Um, ha- yeah, you obviously don't feel the same way, and that's fine. Uh, I don't feel tricked. It's, I'm just. It's, do you feel wronged? Uh I'm just starting to feel impatient. You will yeah. have noticed I was answering every rhetorical question the movie threw at us this week. Yeah, you were. Um, because <laughs> it's one of the funny things about watching a movie multiple times is you can preempt a very funny put down or comeback <laughs> for everything that the characters lob out. Got a lot of quips on that. And because watch. this is kind of like, because of Maximum Joseph's uh, writing style, there's kind of a little bit of banter in this movie. Yeah. So it feels it's very fun to sort of just wade in, fuck up everyone in the argument. Yeah. And then keep on rolling. And keep on chuckling to yourself like you're some sort of genius. Yeah, in the actual yeah. fact, you're a schmuck who's you're watched the, the movie biggest 10 loser times in really. the world. Hey, um, I'm sorry to take us off off track of what you're talking about, but I just remembered this bit, and if I forget it, it'll be gone forever. It'll be back next week. But no, well, I definitely won't remember this. At the very end of the movie, and they haven't played around with a non-linear way of storytelling anywhere else in the film. But the very last thing you see in the movie is Skrull. Um, do you see him or do you hear him? You see him and hear him. It cuts back to the footage of them in the um, Diner. sushi sushi yeah. restaurant, uh, saying, "It's not uh, we ever going to be." Oh, no, it's, uh, the, it's the it's, this is the, it's bit not I the love sushi the restaurant. It's when they're on the yeah, person the yeah. first bit. No, 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 no. They're in a restaurant. It might not be a sushi one, but it's when um, Jarhead and Johnny Depp get up to chase those girls. It's during the daytime. No, but when he's oh, it's like morning. That's after. weird though, because when he says it earlier in the movie. He says it when they're all getting on the piss about to go out to social for the big club night, when they're all toasting tequila. Whoa. Oh, maybe it's a flashback to that then. Maybe it's not at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, No, I'm getting... Thank you, guys. It's a good thing you're here, because literally no one else on earth would be able to detect <laughs> that I just got that slightly wrong. I don't know if anyone cares, <laughs> but the integrity of this project is very dear to me. So I appreciate that. Uh, so... It flashes back to that footage of yeah. them fucking around this in the bedroom. the last bit of the movie. The very last thing you see. So, based on the fact that we know Squirrel is dead, and that Maximum Joseph has not employed this non-linear storytelling technique anywhere else in the film, I thought it would just completely change the whole tone of everything if immediately after you see Squirrel, the final frame of the movie, which in actual terms is a title card that says, We Are Your Friends, it said to be continued <laughs> with a question mark because it then suggests that Skrull is alive somehow. Yeah. It changes the whole parameters of the universe we're dealing in. People coming back from the dead, potential zombie crossover genre film. film. Yeah. 
to be to be clear, I don't know if you said the quote in exact, exact terms, but this is my favourite bit, the moment before it before starts. It, yeah. Which which suggests perfectly that Squirrel is faked as, as or either linear or there's a theory I think to be had that he faked his own death. You've said that. Yeah, because he got so goddamn depressed after them singing Santa Rio by the pool that he just offed himself it, rather yeah. than continue to hang out with them. But maybe he, maybe he is the uh, university graduate that Zicoli says he is in the behind-the-scenes interviews. Maybe he, did, he, he didn't know how to leave the friend group, yeah. so he faked, his, he, he faked a suicide. Yeah. Yeah, and is coming back to take his vengeance well, on these double losers. double bluff, because we don't even know that it's a suicide. So, okay, so first, it's a death <laughs> that kind of looks accidental, but they eventually figure out it is a suicide, <laughs> yeah, but right. it actually isn't. And then what? <laughs> and then he, uh, the second movie is him. It's not just Paige and Johnny Depp going insane yeah. in some concrete asylum. Riding around with Paige fucking diamonds. That's yeah. what the, the movie's called. At Gold Star Realty Solutions, a mouthful of concrete and a dick full of diamonds. Yes. Uh, we'll look squirrels take it like seeking to take vengeance on his friends for daring to sing Santeria by Sublime at the end of a party. And generally just railroading his life from being the high achieving uh success story he was meant to be. See movies like the, the Ascendance of Squirrel, The Rise of the Squirrel. Rise of Squirrel. That's like the sequel to Van Wilder, Rise, Rise of Taj. Rise of the Squirrels. Oh, ooh. An army of squirrels. Okay, led by Squirrel? Yes, in costume. It's getting very fucking sniffly close to Brady the <laughs> yeah, Rat King, bro. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Squirrel ver- squirrels versus rats, rats would win that. Well, you were saying, uh, have we ever discussed, during the movie you were saying, is that, oh, yeah. have we ever discussed pulling together the Look, three universes? We certainly don't have time for it now, because that's something that deserves some proper fleshing out. Yeah, it's true. And we're kind, of, we're kind of, our time's sort of up, mate. It's time for us to go. <laughs> That's all right. I've actually run out of things to say with regards to this movie this week. Um, it's yeah. Look, they definitely there was definitely some improv in there. I couldn't say when though, because it wasn't memorable enough to talk to talk about. But you know, Tim, you're making an attempt at no but, and it's, it's I'm not no landing. I'm no butting no but. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is meta. Uh, and what I'm telling you is it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. While the uh, the journey we took to get here was less than ideal, mm. I think the time spent together has been valuable. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to watch this movie with me, Guy, and then, and then talk on a microphone for 45 minutes about it. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you doing the same. Why well, shall we see you later on? I'll see you at, at high noon. For the great showdown. <laughs> I'll bring my collapsible samurai sword. I'll bring Jarhead. Oh, wait, before we go, Jarhead's family. Yeah. There's a reason. There's a clear reason why Jarhead talks the way he does. You know, like, you where you going? Where you going? It's because his dad, Jar Dad, speaks like the adults from ch- like from peanuts. from peanuts. Yeah. And so the way he's learned to talk is emulating the way the adults talking to Where did you go Hey cool. Where did you going? It's so good. Uh God almighty, it was very satisfying when we figured that out. I gotta tell you, this movie's opening up in a way that uh you know it's quite nice, isn't it? We're opening a seam. It's like we've split open the coconut and we're drinking all the juice. Hey, never thought we'd make it. <laughs> but aren't you glad we did, my baby? Yeah. Are those the words? So glad we made it. Bye everybody.